This episode is sponsored by Studio Headphones and Cryptid Crate. Now enjoy the show! This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. I am your host, Toby, and alongside me are my co-hosts, Kristen. Rudy. That was weak. (laughs) That's how you do it, Rudy. Is it? You put some fire behind it. Oh, speaking of fire, I got a a burning sensation. By fire, he means pussy behind it. He's Uh, like, yeah. Burning uh, sensation. I'm the producer. (laughs) I'm the producer of the show. I make everything better, so this is all about me. No, it's really no. not. It kind of is. You uh, traded. You traded. He f- look. Uh, you okay, know. this is what's really bad. Is what? if you're Satan, mm-hmm. and you got all this shit going on down there, but the one thing is, you try to go for a soul for a podcast. Maybe he's bored. Everybody's got a podcast these days. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe so he's got a lot of. You souls. could have taken over like uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin Smith or Joe Blurry Rogan. Photos. Yeah. <laughs> David. <laughs> yeah, you could have taken over David Flores. David Flores. So if you're new to sh- the show, uh, Satan, uh, I sold my soul to him to make our show better. Um, we have yet to see the improvement, but... Yeah, he's sucking <laughs> Not a very good producer. I think it was a lose-lose deal. Yeah. Both <laughs> hey, parts. at least I was trying something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If if you are new to our show, let's we we haven't thrown out one of these in a long time. What's that? Like, share, and subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Secret Transpod, mm-hmm. and we have a Facebook page and all that good stuff. I like I like to describe us as a uh, a beginner's guide for people sure. getting into the weird. Yeah, we are skeptic skeptics. Is that right? We are skeptics who want to believe. Yes, we are controversialists. Controversialist over Excuse skepticism. Controversialist. Controversialist. I have never even heard that. Maybe not. No. Conversationalist. That's a there thing. Conversationalist over skepticism. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'll work. So today uh, we're going to be talking about the Hopskinville Goblins, but this this case has a bunch of different names. You may know it as the Kelly Hopskinville Goblins, the Kelly Hopskinville Encounter. The Kelly Greenman case. And this case, I read in one source, inspired the movie E.T. Really? I, I don't know how exactly. Okay. But sure. I read that in one source. So sure. it's a thing because it's on the internet. Yeah, because everything on the internet is true. Because uh, the... uh, it just has to do with an extraterrestrial. <laughs> Possibly. That's it. This, Allegedly. This incident mm-hmm. also... Uh, is what is behind the Pokemon Sableye. So if you look up Sableye, if you are not a Pokemon fan... I'm going to have to look this up. Yes. This so I'm looking at the Kelly Hopskin, Hopkinsville yes. thing. Looks like a gremlin without hair. 
Uh, yeah. The shape of it. Look at look at a sable eye, and you'll see how similar they they are. So, copyright infringement. This is where the uh, term "little green man" description for space creatures really? came from. Yeah, from this case. From this case. Oh, cool. Which is funny because if you think of it, Lilo off Lilo and Stitch is a little blue alien man. Why is that funny? Well, because he kind of looks like that too. Ah, uh, yeah, he kind of does look like a Pokemon a character, like in a in a like a cutout fashion. Yeah. Okay, so y'all want to get to the story? Cause, Absolutely. Because this one's a fun one. Okay. This one's really fun. Our story starts in Kentucky, near the towns of Kelly and Hopkinsville, in Christian County, at a farmhouse on August 21st, 1955. Elmer Lucky Sutton, a man in his early 20s, was visiting his mom, Glennie Lankford, and three younger half-siblings at a farmhouse he'd grown up in, with his wife, Vera. Also, their friends Billy Ray and June Taylor were with them for the weekend, who were visiting from Pennsylvania. His brother JC and sister-in-law Elaine, plus a family friend OP, were also there that night. Glenny, the mother, and the rest were having a good time playing cards, minding their own damn business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere, Billy Ray comes running into the house, screaming and hollering about what he saw. What did he see? So, I'm glad you set me up for that segue. (laughs) (laughs) He had apparently went down to the well to get a glass of water, or a cup of water, whatever. Right, right. Um, He claimed he saw a round, metallic object with rainbow-colored streaks trailing from behind it, moving through the sky above the farm. And it landed in the the wooded area right behind the house. Okay. A meteor? (laughs) Don't you jump my gun. I'm sorry. Maybe it it reflected the light because it was rainbow color. Yeah. So everyone in the house starts making fun of him. Okay. I would. Apparently, Billy Ray was a bit of a prankster. Oh, okay. So (laughs) no one believed him. Boy, he cried wolf. Yeah, exactly. No one believed him. They kind of went about their business and he kind of settled down until the dog started barking. So... Don't believe the humans, but believe the canines. <laughs> right. It's man's right. best friend. They believe the dog more than they believe Billy uh-huh. Ray. So that's telling you a lot. So they tried to convince Billy Ray that it was a shooting star. Right? Right. But no one was believing the story, <laughs> and they, they went back to playing the card game. Uh-huh. Billy Ray finally convinced Lucky to at least go outside and investigate and, and look around, because the dogs are barking. What's out there? When they go outside... They see a glowing light coming from the woods, and it started to get closer. They finally realized it was something not human coming towards them, and it had its hands up in its up in the air like it was surrendering, like it was walking towards them uh-huh. with its hands in its hair. Right. So I got fucked up. I landed in your territory. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, forgive me. I come in peace. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. So, here's the description that they later gave. Okay. I was drunk driving. <laughs> I'm sober. Look, I don't have my keys. My keys are my keys are on the uh, floorboard, I swear. I'm on that slip slurp juice. <laughs> <laughs> so, they described it as being roughly humanoid. Uh-huh. So, I'm assuming that means uh, kind of human-like. Maybe it had a silhouette of a human, but it didn't have human features. Well, it had large bat-like ears. Okay. It was bald. Okay. It was about three to four foot tall. 
had two large eyes with a yellow glow off of the side of their heads instead of, you know, where a normal human eye would be placed. Yeah, yeah. They had a long, thin mouth, thin, short legs that appeared to be floating slightly above the ground. Here's the thing. Another source said that the creatures walked real (laughs) stiff-legged and, like, they were swaying their hips back and forth uh, to, like... You know, move oh, their legs. Yeah, oh. yeah, like okay. they don't have any leg bones. Yeah, like they bones. didn't have any knees like no and they, joints. Yeah, yeah, okay. something like that. Then a third source says they did float, but they did move their hips back and forth to kind of propel them forward. So, okay, choose which one choose, you like. Choose your poison. Yeah. So uh, they had unusually long arms, and on the end of those large arms. Oh no! Don't say it. They had long, large claws. Oh, claws. I thought you were going to go with, like, suckers. I thought you were going to say, like, the bulb, like, they're lit up like E.T. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Say, really? That would have been funnier. Yeah. With the creature about 20 feet away from them, they got their guns that they apparently took outside with them. So, yeah, this is the only thing that no sources said that they went out there with the guns. Uh They just magically appeared. So they they just wanted to borrow some toenail clippers. (laughs) Yeah. For their long claws. For their long claws. So they, uh, they ended up firing on this creature. Poor guy. Billy Ray shot with a twenty two while Lucky was using a shotgun. Well, I mean that's a big difference. Yeah. No kidding. Good thing they're shitty 22 shots. To well, shotgun. you say they're shitty shots, but uh uh after they shot him, they were both in shock to see that the creature was still standing there. And they both were pretty sure that they didn't miss because they were at such close range. So I apparently at some point when they shot it this creature did a backflip and stood up again and then took off running back to the woods. Well, yeah, will you stick around to fucking be shot at? No, or? I wouldn't. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, if I'm getting shot at, I'm going to go the other direction, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. If exactly. I can do a backflip, I would. Just to be like... <laughs> too bad he didn't taunt and be like, miss me, miss me. <laughs> give him, like, the suck it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, why, I think that's what the backflip was. It was... They're at the alien version of it. Yeah, it off. was. Fuck <laughs> yeah. you, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm gonna flip them off. Just <laughs> my like alien an actual ass. flip. You know? <laughs> That's why. It was. There yeah, you go. yeah. So Billy and Lucky ran back to the house. About this time, uh, either the same creature or another one like it popped its head up in the window. They again shot at the creature, and this put holes in the screen in the window. Okay. Well, now he's just taunting. Yeah, yeah. Now he's just messing with them. So the men ran back outside to see if they killed it this time, but found nothing. As they stood there looking, a clawed hand reached down from the roof and grabbed one of the men by the hair and started to pull them up. Hell yeah. They fired again, but this time the creature floated to the ground and ran back into the woods. The man ran back inside. Now a bunch of these creatures started to appear all around the house in different windows. Okay. Well, yeah, they sent their buddy in. It was like, guys, 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 they're shitty shots. Come on. Yeah. Come on, they're shitty shots. It's a shots. big joke. They're like, yeah. look at this. This they, is like hide and go seek, but only better. They <laughs> can't hit us. Come on, guys. <laughs> Shit, they may have been on the moonshine. Maybe they're on some moonshine. Hey. That's why they can't. Oh, man, some tainted shine. That yeah. way they can't hey. freaking. And they're just seeing some shit. <laughs> well, these creatures uh, kept coming up to the house with their hands in the air again above their head. And the men would just keep shooting at them. And just keep shooting. <laughs> they noticed when a bullet would hit them, it would make a metallic clanging noise. Uh, one source said it was described like shooting uh, 
bullets into like, like a, shooting a bullet into a metal bucket. Right. So every time that these bullets would hit these creatures, it sounded Clang. like that. Shut up. This sounds just like they're hitting a moonshine thing. <laughs> so when the creature would get hit, it would do a flip or something like before or float in the air. Whatever, it would take off running on all fours back into the woods. This is kind of like those shitty shooter games where y- you shoot them and then they like flip back and then they come back eventually. Yeah, yeah, like when the zombies are slowly Doom. coming at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the original Doom. Yeah. <laughs> so they would run back into the woods, but every few minutes they would uh-huh. start coming back. So the families estimated that there might have been 10 to 15 creatures total, but this might be exaggerated by the newspapers later because... Apparently, the family never saw more than two at a time. Oh, so, okay. There's at least two. Right. The creatures never tried to come inside the house, but they could hear them on the roof scratching the shingles and stuff. Well, they weren't invited. You don't enter another person's house uninvited. Right. It's rude. So, I have a clip of one of the kids, <sighs> as a grown-up, talking about their experience. I love clips. Lonnie Langford was there that night. He was 12. Now, for the first time ever publicly, he recounts what happened. All I seen was uh, just what they looked like. Uh, well feet, well hands, pointed ears, and uh, big round eyes. And they was about three foot tall. And uh, they had silver uniforms on. First of all, my mother's the uh, first one that seen them. Uh, she... Uh, was looking through the win- uh, you know, window glass, and one come up at the window. And my mother hollered, so my half-brother, he came in there with a double barrel shotgun and uh, shot him. But it took, it just, just knocked him down. That's all it done. He got up, and that was it. Uh, didn't, didn't hurt him, didn't faze him a bit. Good old boy. Oh, yeah. Well, that's funny. His mother was the first one to see him in this situation, but before it was. Well, the I think, I think, out of the, I think that's, he's referring to in the house, like, because they weren't outside. They were all inside. So I think the mother was the first one to see them in the window. Oh. Gotcha. That's, I, I, I don't know. I mean, right. We're, we're taking this how it is. Plus, you know, you're going to get different stories based on whatever site you visit. Right. So. Well, and this is, yeah, that true. that's true, but this is his 12-year-old recollection right. of what happened in, what I say, 1955? Yes. But I think this is a good time to take a break. Okay. The family's held up. They're in the house. These creatures are on the roof, scratching on the windows and stuff. So when we come back, we'll find out what happens. A spoiler alert. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am DBL. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll be right back. Yeah. Smash that like button. <laughs> Greetings, heathens and harlots. I'm Crumb, and I host the Casual Sex with Crumb Show, the least discreet podcast on the web, bringing the world sex positivity, kink, adult news, and ample chatter about butt stuff. I'm here to educate and watch porn. If this sounds appealing, find me at CasualSexWithCrumb.com and on all major podcast platforms. I hope to slide between your ears soon, and in the meantime, if you can't be good, be good at it. 
Have you subscribed to the Cryptid Crate yet? Well, this is the perfect opportunity to, because if you use the promo code SECRETPOD, you'll get 20% off of your first order. And you're going to get all kinds of cool goodies. You will get some books. You will get some t-shirts. You will get bottle openers. You you never know what you're going to get. You're going to get some cool stuff. It's going to be cryptozoology themed. It's going to be awesome. You might get Bigfoot some months. You may get Mothman some months. Later this weekend, we should have an unboxing. I just got my cryptid crate in. You can go to our YouTube channel and you can see what's inside this month's crate. See what you missed out on because you'll have to get next month's. But don't miss out on any more. Go to cryptidcrate.com, use the promo code SECRETPOD, get that 20% off, and join the Cryptid Club. Cryptidcrate.com My name is Tony from the Conversations with God podcast. It's a podcast where I have open, frank, and deep discussions with the creator of the universe, God. In this short clip you're about to hear, we ask God a very deep philosophical question from episode 8. Louise has emailed in to the show and she asks, God, if you unscrew your belly button, does your bum fall off? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I suppose I'd better uh, better give it a try, hey, Tony? Hold on. Hmm? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, my, bu- my bum's fallen off. There you go, Louise. The answer to your question is yes. If you unscrew your belly button, your bum will fall off. On Twitter and Facebook, at Convo with God Pod. If you have a question for the Lord, conversationswithgodpodcast at gmail.com. The show is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Conversations with God. Removing the annoying leg hair of religion with a satirical wax strip. Okay, so we're back. You don't ever want to take me in public. I will embarrass you. Oh, hey, Toby. How's it going? <laughs> and we are back. <laughs> take two. <laughs> take two. Um, <laughs> the family is stuck in the house like we were talking about a minute uh-huh. ago before the break. Uh, the one guy had his head grabbed and he was going to drag him up the roof. Right. Um, A horror movie style. Yeah, that that is pretty scary. Yeah. Something grabs me. I don't care. That's that's freaky. Something grabbing you from the damn roof. Right. So, shooting continues. Oh, yeah? They're yeah. shooting at these things inside the house. Uh-huh. Uh, they're still not getting inside. So, now at this point, we have the women and the children. They're all hiding under the beds, mm-hmm. which they need to to stay safe from all the damn gunfire. Yeah, because obviously <laughs> someone can't shoot. This goes on. For a total of three hours. What? Think of how stressful that would be, first off. No kidding. You've got these creatures. Three think, hours? Who has that many fucking bullets? That's they a good did. point. That's a really good point. Hey, hey, if you live out in the middle of nowhere and you're going to you stockpile, they probably had. Yeah, some. well, and this is the 50s. This is right. a different time. Right. So all the children are under the beds. They're crying. The adults are, you know scared as hell too i mean everyone's scared they decide they're gonna escape they ended up jumping into two different vehicles because there's like 11 of them and (laughs) they make it to hopskinville police station Uh to report to the sheriff 
about these creatures. Right. Now, they went to Hopkinville because the police station was closer than in Kelly. Right. So, Hopkinville is why they went there. So, they talked to Sheriff Russell Greenwell. They had to convince them that this was not a joke. And after some convincing, the the police finally were like, okay, we'll go well, check I'm out I'm sure the if their son is such a liar or they don't believe him, then I'm sure it's gotten back to the police in a small town. Uh, well, I think it's Billy Ray that's the liar, and right. he's from out of town. So I think it's just the friends. Uh, I, I don't know. I, who, who knows? Right. It may have been a big thing in the town. Damn it, Billy Ray. Fucking screw wolf. everything up. Do you think he ever made a joke after all this? Oh, I'm <laughs> sure he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. He made a joke. People Billy like Ray that Cyrus. Big joke. <laughs> so the police end up going out to the property. They find no trace of the creatures, uh-huh. but did come across the bullet holes in the windows and the walls. Yeah. So that happened. Right. So this is an important detail. Remember, there is holes. So they were shooting at something. Sheriff Greenwell. Now, one source said that he had like 20 officers at the scene, and they were searching everything. Uh-huh. In a small town, 20 officers, that's Yeah, a lot. that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's overkill. But they did have military personnel and police and sheriffs there. Why would the military be there? I don't know. I don't know why, but there's... Which is kind of funny. You say alien and also military shows up. <laughs> right. Because, well, there's a there's a nearby fort uh, called Fort Kimball. Oh. And it's a base. Yeah. What'd I say? Fort. Oh. There's a nearby base. Fort Kid for it. <laughs> so um, now, there's one thing that the uh, and uh, like all the uh, sheriffs and police can agree: the family seemed 100 percent sober. Oh, really? Because as y'all were saying earlier about moonshine, and seemed stuff, right. they seemed not they are they, they seemed. seemed. Well, I would think if you're scared to death, you're gonna sober up pretty damn quick. Yeah. So even if they were drinking or something... That adrenaline starts yep. pumping. So they sobered up. So the only thing that happened uh, of any kind of interest while the police and everything were there was an officer accidentally stepped on a cat's tail, and it scared everyone. Like, yeah. it, it... And, you know... I heard that. I heard. remember hearing that in one of the podcasts that I listened to. Right. So... Uh, I've got a clip of the sheriff's wife, because the sheriff has passed away since then, so Uh this is his wife uh, and a couple other witnesses. Okay. Russell Greenwell was the police chief then. His widow, Rachel Greenwell, was Uh, with him that night. uh, The tension was just thick. Uh, Everybody was actually doing their own thing, just uh, talking excitedly and uh, telling their stories of the... They needed help, and somebody needed to go out there. Russell Ferguson was also called out that night. He was a state trooper then, and skeptical of space creatures and their equipment. So when I, when I went out and went on service, uh, I told them that I was blasting off from Hopkinsville, and I'd talk to them on the inner roster. I was taking all of this with about a bucket of salt. There was a lot of people. One of them was armed with a submachine gun. And somebody had done something to make a noise out there, and that man swung around across the crowd with a submachine gun, and we all hit the dirt. So I think that has to tie in with the uh, the cat being yeah. So yeah, not a grain of salt, a, a bucket. bucket, a bucket of salt. That's a that's a lot of wouldn't, grains. Wouldn't you prefer to take a grain of salt? Because if you took a bucket, you're you're saying you believe it a little bit more. 
Isn't the whole grain of salt thing like that's what all you're really gonna believe out of it? It's mm-hmm. just like a grain of salt. Word. Yeah, I got the grain of salt. Just he completely destroyed his own analogy. Analogy. Thing? Yeah, <laughs> by taking a bucket of salt. Yeah, I, I don't know. So one source did say that they found a strange luminous stain in the grass where one of the creatures fell after being shot. But no, what? <laughs> my, my mind went somewhere it shouldn't have when he said luminous stain <laughs> sorry <Ew. laughs> yeah so apparently they had black lights <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, the, the aliens enjoyed themselves yeah. too much uh but uh, after being shot that's they found this but no one took a sample well, and in the course. morning it was gone of course yeah yeah so around two fifteen a.m the police were unable to find any creatures of any sort and had not found any evidence to help them in this case hmm. so they left the farm yeah there's nothing else they can do they no. left it yeah. sounds yeah, like the absolutely. perfect case someone was of... tipping cows somewhere else they had a... <laughs> sounds like the perfect case of a way to get your town on the map uh, we've heard of weirder things happening yeah yeah, yeah but listen i mean they're like like a little place and lock think of it one of the troopers is a big believer. No, I don't think he was a believer. I think he was being... No, it certain- said he was. It said, and one of the troopers is a bigger be- big believer. Oh, was that the, what the other clip said? It, it may have. I don't remember. I thought he was I don't either. dogging it the whole time, talking about his grains of salt. No, the bucket. bucket of salt. Like, it took a bucket of salt because he well, was a believer. He- so they said, and this guy who blah, blah, who was more on the believing side... The trooper came in. Oh, That's why know. he came in because he actually I guess I was listen. more of a he was more of a skeptical of extraterrestrial and their right. instruments and equipment is what it said. Well, after they had left, all the cops had left. About ninety minutes later, the creatures came back. Why? Round two, fight. <laughs> So they started <laughs> they started peeking into the windows again, and the men started firing on the creatures again. Oh, Jesus Christ. This went on yeah. for several hours. Again. Again. Before all the creatures, however many there were, 2 to 15, whatever, before they left before daybreak. I just want some Billy Ray juice, whatever he's on, or drugs or something. Cause... I don't know. Fear can keep you up like that. Yeah, because at this point, what if they're just seeing stuff? Uh, like what are they just seeing stuff in beforehand? Well, that's what that's why I because they're in, up on mountains, right? Uh, well, I, that's why. Uh, I th- yeah, I don't know where this. Place I mean, there is. could be like meteor showers, like all kinds of stuff. That I mean, anything weird could be. Well, seen. Since you're saying that, uh, I have a clip of a police officer and something that he saw. Ooh. And this police officer indicated that sometime just prior to the reported landing of the spacecraft at Kelly, that he saw uh, a series, maybe three, uh, meteors streaking northeastwardly across the sky in the general directional pattern of Kelly. So, so... All right, I'm just going to do a shout-out right now. Look, what makes us not so special here in Gainesville to have some aliens come down here because if they were to come down here, I will shake your hand, I will help you out, I will do whatever. Like I, you know, everybody who's living out in the middle of like nowhere always gets like the, all these alien, 
mishaps and yeah, we we haven't had things. any good ones that we know of. You've been through Gainesville recently, right? All yeah, the crackheads, look, I got a drug dealers. That run I got around. a pretty good. I yeah, you would go unnoticed here. Everybody would be like, oh, it's just a crackhead. Oh, just a drug head. That's oh. a good point. Yeah, all the crackheads would be too cracked out to realize that. Yeah, because they'd an be alien. like the Billy Ray. They'd be like, well, they'd think that it was just another crackhead. I saw yeah. an alien. Yeah. They'd be like, you're a crackhead. We don't believe you. It's like, so I don't, I don't know what meth that come guy's visit doing, me. but I'm not touching. I want it. some of his stuff. <laughs> so come visit me and check out my studio headphones. You would love them. <laughs> So shameless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shameless of you. So this affected the town apparently. Really? And uh they were woke. <laughs> well, was it was there something else happening in the town at the same time? I have a clip. There were really two circuses when you consider the uh, events of that time because the Shrine Club in our area had just had had just sponsored a circus in town that weekend. Now, the other circus was the pure pandemonium of public reaction that occurred in the days following because the uh, news press services picked it up by means of the local radio stations and the local newspaper, the Kentucky New Era. So the circus is in town. The circus is in town. Um, That's something to note, maybe. Maybe. Well, like Kristen said earlier, they needed some publicity. Yeah. So, well, and I don't know why this guy's like, well, there's two circuses. The circuses of what's happening with the little green men and the, the circus, circus. The circus An actual circus. Family. And the, then the, yeah, the family's ex- a circus. Yeah, e- exactly, exactly. But I, I don't know why like I the... put it that way. I think it's just a funny way to put it. But anyways, so there is a circus in town. Uh-huh. We're just going to keep that. In the back of our heads. Yeah. Okay. Back of our heads. Listen to me screwing up phrases. I've been on the show too long. <laughs> So this is where Little Green Men was coined. Okay. The newspaper editor ignored the description that the Suttons actually gave to the, all the local papers and just was like, Little, Little Green, Green Men. from Mars. Yep, that's exactly. So wow. when it got picked up by national media, it was the Little Green Men of Kelly. Okay. Even though they weren't green. Right. They were kind of like a silver color or gray color and wore a silver suit. Right. Bud Beckwith was the one that took it upon himself to go talk to the Sutton family to get an accurate description of what he saw. And he's the one that actually sketched out the three pictures of these goblins. Okay. I say goblins, whatever they are, creatures. Right. Now, he had Lucky, Billy Ray, and Lucky's mother give descriptions separately when sketching these creatures. And they all three, if you look at those pictures, they all look pretty similar. Right. They're not too far from each other. There's there's some differences. One has a nose, um, but you're you're getting it from three different people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of impressive, though, that you get almost the same identical description from three different people at three different times. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it they, was, he's basically looking for inconsistencies in the designs. Right. Exactly. And they're pretty close. Right. So the family ended up moving. Well, yeah. Uh, and... They ended up, they they stopped talking about the, the the incident with everyone. Since then, the children have grown up and claim to know of evidence that Lucky didn't provide. So here is Lucky's son, Elmer Sutton Jr. My father said that uh, one of the uh, uh, spacecraft or spaceship left some impressions in the ground. And I never actually got to see it. 
Um, it's, it was brought to my attention by my sister that uh, he, he did take all of his kids when we was babies out to the uh, area where this did happen. Uh, I was probably too young to remember, but I have an older brother that said that he did get to go and see them precious in the ground, and uh, there's no way it could have been man-made. He only knows from hearsay because he says my father said that yeah. this, and so he's only repeating what he's ever heard in his life. He says he was there, but he doesn't remember. So he was but, one of the little kids hiding under the bed, right? And he was like, "But my big Bubba was there." And believe he knows. me, if you, I mean, if you're old enough to hide underneath the bed without your or with the parent or without, like you're gonna that kind of stuff is pretty significant. I mean, gunfire is one of those things that they say. <laughs> Even, like, as a detective, like, that stuff gets lodged in your head because it's so yeah, loud, it's abnormal. Hours and hours of gunfire. Yeah. Right. You're talking three hours of gunfire and you don't have any recollection, then, yeah, moonshine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, he would. He would know, like, that stuff, it's, it's, I mean, well, I can't really say that, but, like, things that happen to kids or when you're little and everything you know like but people block traumatic events too but some people it it always okay so this is what i have learned from watching so many like i'm a big criminal like watcher Uh no matter what has happened when they're little so say if it's a cold case or whatever they always go back and they always resurface it because somehow something triggers it as Mm -hmm. they get older Mm mm-hmm whether it be a loud noise or something, or something like psychological, right? It hits. That's why they do those hypno hypno hypnoregression things, right? Uh, just to to let you open your mind and and your access your memories a little bit better. Because, uh, but the problem with that is you might build, but it's false not submissible in a case, right? I mean, like you... if you go into a court case, like it's it's non-submissible still. Even there's only certain states and certain things that are like submissible but like it does they say that you can remember more as you get older because there's certain noises or things that go on that make it trigger to where you remember exactly what happened but like him like loud noises like guns should have been a major trigger like you're telling me you have shotguns going off constantly by you and you don't remember nothing except for what somebody told you like you have to be really dead to the world well, I mean, he was, I don't know. Because I remember, like, okay, so I have my grandpa who passed away. Like, I remember I was, my mom, whenever I came back to my mom and I told her, I was like, hey, mom, I was like, you know, when grandpa was passing away, and blah, blah, she's like, you're really young. You were only two years old. And I go, yeah. I was like, but I remember, like, him laying in a bed. She's like, I don't know how you remember that because you were, you were barely even talking. Well, I remember because, and this is horrible, but it was almost like the, stench of like they were on septic at that time the stench of septic like backup or something Mm -hmm. like that like that's what i had remembered in when i was a kid and for some reason while i was looking at him all that shit was together literally you know like it was like oh the stench of this reminded me of this and so i was like yeah he was laying in his bed and everybody was saying goodbye and blah 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 and she's like you are two years old. I don't even know how you remember that. Somehow, that triggered. It's mm-hmm. like brain, just little, like, the neurons or whatever it is oh, in there, yeah. like, fire up whenever you hit certain things, so. Huh. Yeah. Well, the police chief, uh, Russell Greenwell, mm-hmm. he ended up 
saying that he believed the Sutton family. He believed that it was true. Right. But there was one thing that really made it seem true to him. He had several interviews with uh, the mother, uh, Lucky's mother. And we had an affair with. And, he, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he claimed that every time she talked to, uh, about it to him, uh, he could see the horror in her eyes, like every single time that, that they talked about it. So that was his. That was enough evidence for him to believe that something happened to that family that night, like a genuine reaction to a traumatic event. Right. So in 2005, they celebrated the 50th anniversary of the incident with speakers going over the facts, and I guess just how the story had been passed down. They were they were kind of just going over everything. Maybe they're right. just really good actors. Yeah. So I mean, there's Hollywood actors that. Can convince your ass in a second. So here is Lucky's daughter and the son that we heard from a minute ago. Uh, they both kind of explain what they think about the, the case. This was a scared family that ran into something that night that they didn't understand. That, you know, it was something that they'd never seen before. I do believe it did happen because I've I known my father for better than 30 years. And uh, I've never known him to ever tell, tell a tall tale like that. And if he did, I could see through it. And this is just one of those situations to where I could tell he just terrified of the whole situation. And I was—I consider myself lucky to know the story that he would be be willing to sit down and tell me the the story of uh, the Kelly Green man. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just glad he got to tell me that before he passed away. I believe that there's things out there besides us. What they are, I have no idea. Nobody does. But you can't tell me there's not. You know, whatever happened that night at Kelly happened. Something happened to that family. They didn't understand what it was, so nobody else understood. You know, but something happened. And yes, when I hear about UFOs, when I see lights in the sky at night, if I can't figure out what it is, it terrifies me. So, that's, uh... Lucky, uh, Lucky's son right. and his daughter. Uh, they don't really. Lucky's son doesn't seem like he's real talkative. Wait, Lucky's son and Lucky's son's daughter? No, like... Lucky, his son and daughter. Oh, okay. I was say, well, how the hell does she know anything? Because she's like a great granddaughter. But uh, it really seems Lucky's more. I keep calling. Him, Lucky Junior. Let's right. there we go. Junior. Little Lucky. Little Lucky. He, Little he does not like to be junior. talking about it. Like I think he's half ass believes it, but he's he seems yeah. He seems almost indifferent when he's talking about it. Yeah, he's real weird about it. But the daughter yeah. is Probably super because he's been made out to be a dumbass in that small town, you know? You right. there's gotta yeah. be people who are like and he's part of that family. Well, there's some people that don't want to be paraded in public over certain things. Right. I mean, look at Love and Saucers, the guy's wife. Especially yeah, if you weren't true. there kind of thing. Like, right. you're too young to know. Yeah, like, exactly. So You get asked a million questions. Here's, here's what I find really funny about it, though. Like I said, the daughter seems super enthusiastic about talking about it. Right. But she never refers to it as my family. She refers to it as, yeah, their family must have been... It's, That's true. It was really weird, and I was like, okay. Yeah. It's your family, right? Uh, Unless... Wasn't... Okay. Who, okay, okay. Refresh my memory. Whose son and daughter is this? 
Lucky's. Elmer. Yeah, wait. Elmer he Sutton. wasn't kin. Remember, you said he was a traveler. Wasn't he a friend? Of no, the families? no. Billy Ray's the friend. Bill. Okay, that's right. Billy Ray's okay. friend. So this is Lucky's son and daughter. Okay, Lucky Junior. Maybe there's. I don't want to say that. That's mean. <laughs> Let's say maybe I will say it. Maybe they're so incest that nobody can keep up with the lifeline around there. <laughs> Damn. I mean, shots fired shit. at, at no Hopskinville. They're like their family, our family, your family. Oh, we're. They're someone's family. <laughs> yours we, is we ours, just, and ours is yours. We just lost all of our um, incest listeners. So, right. You know, we apologize. <laughs> they never made themselves known to begin with, so it's okay. So this is the story of the Hopskinville incident. Okay. Let's take a quick break. Let's do. And when we come back, we will finish this up. We'll talk about some other things that have to do with Kelly and Hopkinsville. And okay. We'll be right back. All right. Cool. That's my brother, Mason, the winner, Williams. And that's my brother, Luke Isosceles Triangle Williams. We're both brothers. And inventors. And geniuses. Every Thursday, wow, that's generous. Every Thursday, we invent something brand new before your ears. So check out Hey, I've Got an Idea Show wherever you get your podcasts or at HIGAIShow.com. Hooray! We did it! Advertisement done. So our sponsor, Studio, has a read for us to do, but I'm not going to do that read because I want to tell you about my personal experiences with it, my personal experiences with their product. We have the I'm not real sure how to say it, but we call it the Regent model. It is the over-the-ear kind. It is Bluetooth. It'll connect to almost any device. It also has a auxiliary port. And what's really cool about it is the headphones, if they for some reason go dead, which they shouldn't because they should have 24 hours of active battery life, you can plug those headphones in when they're dead and use just the auxiliary jack. It's awesome. I've been using it both ways. Uh, I'm very bad about charging it, but it's got so much battery life, that's the other reason I forget to charge it. And it's said that if you if it has a full charge, it's got 20 days of standby life. So if you just charge it and leave it there for 20 days, it'll be fully charged. But I'm going to guarantee you're going to use them. I use them for mowing, uh, when I'm outside working on stuff, uh, walking around the house, cleaning, whatever. I've been using them all the time. They have great sound, and like I said, the Regan uh, model that we have are super comfortable. It's like having little clouds on your ears. I know that sounds goofy, but they are soft. They're super soft. They come in black or white. And they say that currently the headphone market can offer you one of two things, style or tech. Fashionable headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality, and high-tech variations are bulky and not design-oriented. And I believe that. I mean, they're very lightweight, and the quality is so good. I can't stress that enough. One of the really cool things is Studio provides free worldwide shipping and on top of that if you use our discount code which is secret you will save 15 percent off any purchase just go to studio.com use the promo code secret and you'll get 15 percent off and get the regans i think those are the those are the way to go but i like over the ears i don't like stuff in my ears so they're great so go check out studio.com don't forget auto man you promised to take me to the Noiseland video arcade this weekend no can do, Bart dude. I gotta follow the best darn diddly review show on tour. Diddly diddly diddly. That's not how podcasts work. Huh? All you have to do to listen to the best darn diddly review show is follow them anywhere you can listen to podcasts or visit them at bestdarndiddly.com. Whoa, you just totally blew my mind, man. I'll get right on that. 
Otto, I think the bus engine's smoking. <laughs> yeah, the engine. Remember, if you don't follow the best darn diddly review show, you can eat my shorts. Mmm, food. Whoa, think I got the munchies. So we are back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ah, uh, no, I shouldn't have yawned. I, I could have redone it, but I'm not going to. You're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. And they, they're not going to know how long of a break we took. No, oh, no. no. Could have been a minute. Could have been five hours. <laughs> yeah, we could have been attacked by goblins all the time. Yeah, yeah, there could have been an incident while we were gone. So. But they'll never know. So, I want to tell you that there's good news out of, out of this uh, incident. Oh, I hope so. They started having a Kelly Little Green Man Festival. Oh. It says it'll be back in August with no date set yet. But uh-huh. if you go to kellyky.com, K-E-L-L-Y-K-Y.com, uh, you're going to get the updates for it. Ooh. So, now this is what, okay, this is really interesting. Okay. So last year is when we had the solar eclipse, right? Yes, I believe so. Okay. During the total solar eclipse, it was believed that Kentucky would have the largest, would have the longest blackout period for approximately two minutes and forty seconds. Uh-huh. So I didn't follow up on this. If if it did happen or not, right? Is that weird that in the place where these goblins landed? There was going to be a total eclipse in that spot for the longest, for the amount longest of time. period of time. Ooh, that is kind of bizarre. Total eclipse where there was rainbow shit, where there could have <laughs> been a meteor shower, where there could have been the little, you know, they have the shooting stars right for an eclipse, too. Oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about eclipses. I mean, they could have, I don't know, they could have. Do you want to hear the biggest conspiracy of this all? Let's. During the festival, uh-huh. the eclipse festival. They gave away a Mitsubishi Eclipse. No. Yep. No, they did not. <laughs> in that small country town. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Somebody's I'm rolling sure. around. And, it's just a family fucking rivalry. That's all it is. It was just a family rivalry. To throw everybody underneath the bus, and it was a shootout amongst them to get the fucking Mitsubishi Eclipse. In the fifties. Hell yes. In the fifties, there for was no two, eclipses for 2017. Mitsubishi Eclipse. <laughs> they had yes. a shootout in the 50s. That'd be sweet. <laughs> they, 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 MK they Ultra, planning. bitch. They were MK planning Ultra. way far. Yeah. MK Ultra, they're like, that's my dream car. And they went all the way back. and they. That's oh, you're talking about uh, Project, uh, Project Montauk. Montauk. They time traveled yeah. to yep. get it. Okay. They time traveled to get the fucking 2017 Al- Al- Mitsubishi Eclipse. Yeah. So, <laughs> apparently... Mitsubishi Eclipse. Project Blue Book, yes. Which Project. no, it's it's the. I know, thing. but I'm just saying. I'm thinking Blue Book value on Mitsubishi Eclipse. Well, okay. To <laughs> to sum up, it's basically the United States Air Force investigating UFOs. Yeah, yeah. In the 50s, you know, whatever. Right. They listed this uh, encounter as a hoax with no comment. Just straight up, it's a hoax. Hoax. Didn't, I don't think they gave it any other thought other than 
hoax. They just heard the story and were like, nah, hoax. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, that's pretty good wild story because I mean, you have to. It's either that small of a town that you can get everybody involved, and that's where it comes back to. I'm saying like they didn't have to really get everyone involved though. They just had well the the trooper, and that's that's pretty good amount. I mean, I bet in small towns, I mean, they're very so close, but. That's what I was saying. Maybe it was put them on the map. Like, and they said they had to like, really let's... convince the cops to come out there and yeah, check it out. Yeah, because they thought it was a big... No. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. That one guy, he's a believer. That one guy, but the, one the guy main was a believer, sheriff. But everyone they... else was like, uh... That one guy's a trooper, though. Okay, he's sure he's a... But what if you pay him off? I mean, you don't know. what They could be paying him off. I guess. That seems... It's all speculation. Yeah. That's a hell of a... That's a hell of a... Uh, uh, plan is to pay off troopers to perpetrate your hoax, but to you know, get a goblin to get some people to come in through. When what do then... they gain? This farm town, this farmhouse. What does it gain from having notoriety? You don't know. They may have a main highway that runs through there. They could freaking be pulling people over. Nobody comes and visits, but more people that come visit than they have. More people to pull over or something. I don't know. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Okay. Why do people go and visit, you know, like, we're going to go to Louisiana and Bourbon Streets. I mean, there's just something, something puts it on the mark. Something it's because be- everyone goes to Bourbon Street to get pulled over for public intoxication. Yeah, you know, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> Area 51, people talk about it. That happens. Right. Or, you know, like, something, I mean... You talk about little green aliens. I mean, so you're saying even the Blair Witch Project when that movie came out, everybody was out there in the fucking woods going, "Oh, Blair Witch Project! I'm gonna fucking <laughs> see Blair Witch Project." Something thrives these people to do stupid shit. Like that's just it. So like, just for funsies, just for funsies, think? or fucking just to put them on the mark. Like you know, like oh, you're the town that saw the little green jumping aliens. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Like I well, mean, no, no, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it may sound I, stupid, no, but I mean, if you're that no, no, small no, no, town, no, no, no. You, it, bumpkin. No, you, yeah, uh, you brought it up earlier, and we have run into situations in past episodes where that was the case. Possibly the Aurora Alien Festival, right? Uh, Alien Festival, the Aurora yeah, Alien Crash. You know, like, crash. Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't know. We didn't see it. Well, uh, we were uh, just going off the of speculation and stories from other people. Well, and... I'm just saying, like that town, the the, the counter debunking that. I'm not saying it's not real, but uh, what people say to debunk it is say, well, this town was dying and they needed people to come into right, it. Right, just like so the railroad the, and but, all but that But that was the mayor who had his windmill crash into. This was just some folk on their farmhouse that I don't think That is had too it. dumb to realize that they are embarrassing themselves. Because, I'm sorry, you call the cops out there, the guys are jumping around, then everybody goes away, and those motherfuckers come back to torment you some more. And jump around your front yard. Well, <laughs> like, it's pretty much like a, you're a big joke. Like, well, let's, let's get into like some of the theories and stuff of, of what everything was. Does the circus come back into play? It might. Okay. You're holding on to this. <laughs> you're holding on to this for some reason. So, the light in the sky, uh huh. The light Billy Ray, uh, saw, uh huh. Could have been a meteor passing. Right. There might have been several reported meteor sightings in the area at the time. The one cop saw three, like that, a cluster of three. Yeah, something like that. Uh, he reported one. Yeah, other Same lights. Night. Fox fire or fire, uh, fairy fire. Okay, yeah. I yeah. had never heard of this. Mm-hmm. This is pretty cool. It's a bioluminescent. Uh, 
say it for me. Bio bioluminescent. There you go. Uh, created by some species of fungi in uh-huh. decaying wood. Uh-huh. It's a dim light. It's it's really dim. Right. Um, if you're far away, but apparently if you're close enough, it can glow bright enough for you to read by. But right. it, it glows like a greenish yellowish color. Mm-hmm. My uh oh, I may have missed it, but uh, in some of the reports they talk about the uh the creatures kind of emitting a glow to them. Right. Uh, their eyes. Well, their uh, eyes and their body a little bit. Okay. Okay. And, and it might just be because of their silver bodies. Or it might be reflecting off of whatever. Right. So that might be something. This this uh, fox fire, fairy fire, whatever you want to call it. If it gets on an animal, oh, and, and they're it, walking they're around, walking around with it on, it's yeah. glowing. They're glowing. That's true. So a great horned owl is another possibility. Kind of like the. Um... Oh God! What was it? One of our cryptids, uh, Flatwoods monster. Yes, yes, same thing. So they have like horn-like feathers uh-huh. on their head uh-huh. that would could be mistaken for the big pointy ears. And whenever they uh, are trying to intimidate you, they flap their wings up, put, put their wings up in the air, and right? Stuff, and make it looks like look bigger. Yeah, yeah. So they're apparently nocturnal. They fly very silently. They have eyes that glow yellow. Uh, they vary from size from area to area, but it seems like the average size is about 22 inches tall with a wingspan of 48 inches. So it would look like about a three to four foot person if its right. wings are up and it's sitting on the ground. Right. Yep. These owls are known to be very violent. That's a huge owl, too. Yeah. God almighty. They're they're violent uh, and territorial. Right. Uh, right. They'll be very aggressive if they're trying to defend their nest. A lot of birds are, actually. Right. But owls, yeah. Yeah, Do you don't want to mess with an owl. Uh, what about booze or drugs? I mean, we talked about it a little bit. Well, they they claim they were sober. And, I mean, it could have worked. Know. They're, here's my thing. They're playing cards. They're having a good time. Uh-huh. Alcohol is probably involved. Probably involved somewhere. Yeah. Maybe even a little something extra. But. Being out in the middle of nowhere. We have the kids that. We had a couple of witness kids that were like, hey, I remember seeing this. This right. happened. So. Okay, but how many years later? Yeah. Memories tend to, to do weird things so with events. Right. Well, well, we'll jump to my favorite one. Okay. The circus was in town. Oh, well, yeah. Could it have been escaped monkeys? No. Why is that? Because escaped monkeys are not bulletproof, nor do they have claws. In the dark, and what if these monkeys are wearing little costumes? What if, not saying that that makes them bulletproof, but what if these people are drunk too, or uh-huh. on a drug of some sort, and they are just terrible aims? Mm-hmm. Because think of think of how they acted, doing backflips. They'd uh-huh. scurry off. They'd come back. They're on the roof. They're they're reaching down, grabbing. Well, let me ask you this. Were there any reports from the circus about escaped monkeys? That I couldn't find. Okay. There might be, but I couldn't uh, find it. I honestly didn't look for it either. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't want it to ruin that because I think that's fun. Right, right. So there, there's the, the hole that I'm going to poke in that theory is if there aren't any reports of the circus losing any monkeys, may not be a very good theory to stand on. Right. And the last uh, theory that I have, uh-huh. mass hysteria. Right. 
Right. One person sees something and they say, hey, did you see that three foot little being that had pointy ears and was silver? Especially when the Billy Ray came in and gave that description to everyone beforehand. Well, he said that he saw a, a ship of some sort. He, right. I don't. Th- he. I don't think he had saw saw. I don't think he had seen anything just quite yet. So it was when him and the other guy came out that when that's him and, when, they, when when Billy and Lucky went out right. to investigate what the the light in the sky he saw was. Right. That's when they saw it. And he they, he even said it took him some real convincing for him to even go outside to look at him. Right. So they're they're already getting like worked up about there's something out there. Right. And then. They both, you know, something a, a humanoid thing was walking towards them. It could have been an owl. It could have had uh-huh. some of this uh, fairy fire on them. Right. There's a lot of factors that had to play in and make this just the perfect stew of unfortunate Here, events. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Here's what I think. This is my, this is going to be my take on this. I think this is Billy Ray's ultimate and final prank. Ah, he. If, I mean, think about it. If, because from what I understand, maybe he didn't do anything else after this, right? And I guess maybe he figured, I'm gonna give it a rest. But I've got all these people here. I gotta retire the crown, right? <laughs> I'm gonna go out with a bang. This is gonna be my my prank that goes it's on gonna, for decades, right? And it did. So yeah. That's what I think. I think it was his ultimate. I think he got some people out there dressing weird costumes. Hey, what's that over there? Yeah. I saw this I saw this thing in the sky. It's got got some lights out in the forest. With that being said, they still shot at these things. Now Billy Ray would be in on the joke so he could point away, but old Elmer Well, you also have uh um blanks or you know, if they're all unless li- Elmer's <laughs> in on it too. If they're all liquored up, they know they're not going to be good shots. And maybe that metal clanging was a actual suit like suit or some yeah, sort, something for them to actually protect themselves with. You know, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. What do you think, Kristen? You got any uh, opinions on this? No, I already said mine. <laughs> you never have an opinion at the end of the show. I already told you mine during it. It was a uh, uh, something to get the town on the map. Yeah. And it's some kind of. Yeah, like basically a hoax. Oh, yeah. A hoax to get the town on the map. Her hoax is to get the town on the map. My hoax is so Billy Ray pulls off the ultimate prank. I just want the circus to be. I want involved. this to be monkeys, monkeys and and monkey scared them for ten hours. <laughs> you ever been around a bunch of drunks shooting guns? Um, you ever been around some monkeys trying no. to mess with? No, drunks well, no, I'm guns? saying bunch of drunk shooting guns. They have horrid aim. They're not going to hit much. I could imagine since drunk drivers have horrid aim, too. Oh, God. They seem to have amazing aim. They hit everything. <laughs> well, I guess I guess that's going to wrap this uh, Hopskinville. Hopskinville goblins. Yeah. It's a nutty story. I like it. I think it's a funny story. It is a fun story. It's a terrifying. If any bit of it's true, uh-huh. those poor people. Yeah, I... I I absolutely am in love with the idea that it was Billy Ray's ultimate prank and that he took it to the grave with him. <laughs> that he didn't bother to tell anybody that it was just the biggest joke. Yeah, since he is the uh, prankster. Right. Right. You know what? You know what else? Uh, the judge that uh, at Aurora. Yeah. He was also known for being a prankster. Right, right. I find that kind of odd. Two pranksters. Having See, some weird... 
UFO type events. Yeah. You know, I wonder how many of these other UFO sightings, quote unquote, are. You know, and this is uh, 55. So mm-hmm. this is after uh, Roswell. This is after. Uh, and Aurora was late 1800s. 1800s. Yeah. This is after. This is like kind of uh, when UFOs are getting popular. Right. Because then you also have Battle of Los Angeles incident. Uh-huh. Um, you also have uh, sci-fi. Yeah. You have the uh, they have comics and and movies and right. and stuff like that too coming out. So, and if he was from out of town, oh, those out of towners, you gotta yeah. watch them. Yeah, gotta watch them. He, he was may... he didn't live there. He was a friend visiting. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, I like your theory. I like it. Uh-huh. Maybe he teamed up with the monkeys for this prank. How could come have. on? Just make mine work. Or, or since the circus was in town, maybe he was like, hey. Want to help me out? <laughs> I know you guys got costumes. Maybe he actually worked for the circus. Oh. There's a conspiracy in it. Oh, that'd be great. All right. They're all carnies. <laughs> <laughs> Just carnies running around and... I don't trust carnies anyway. <laughs> Some of them are skeezy. If, uh, if you're a carny, please uh, message Rudy on Twitter. Nope. <laughs> I dare you. I dare you to message me, you carnies. <laughs> You, you carny fuck. You scurry. Let me get you some sweet earphones you so you can listen to some music while the carnival ride's going at studio.com <laughs> with the promo code secret do they, do they for have... 15% uh-uh. off. Good job, Chris. <laughs> Plug. Studio.com. Studio. Studio.com. Okay, let's get out of here, guys. Do they even have carnies? I thought they just hired teenage kids now that don't care. No, 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 no. No? Carnies. They still exist? You got a pulled reputation. If you can throw up a ride in ten <laughs> seconds, you gotta at least keep a good corny around. Oh gosh, that's why I don't do carnivals. I don't trust. Bye bye. All right, everyone, say bye. Not bye. even the clowns bother me. It's the carnies. <laughs> oh shit. We would like to thank you for listening. As always, make sure you go check out the Dark Myths. We are a part of this uh, elite group of podcast. So go to the Dark Myths, go to darkmyths.org, and there's a bunch of great shows that you can check out. You can also follow them on Twitter at Dark Myths Pods. And if you're following people, you might as well go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Secret Transpod. We are also on Facebook, and we have a group called Secret Transmissions Secret Group. So go look for that and join it. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash secret transmission. And you can get some bonus episodes and some stickers and some other goodies. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to some of our patrons. We have a couple of new ones. So we have Bobby T, HF Raider, Chris L, RW, Edwin H, Derek H, Catsley, Justin Z, Lynn S, Vincent, and Miles. You may have noticed I didn't say any last names. I'm not going to butcher anyone's last name anymore. So you get a letter. You can also support us by going to T Public. And uh, ordering a t-shirt. If you're listening to this the day that this comes out, which would be May 18th, 2018, there is a sale on TeePublic. You can get our t-shirts for $14 this weekend. So if you want to rep us, go get a shirt. And make sure you take a picture of yourself in it so we can see. We never promote this anymore. Um, we have a voicemail that, that listeners can call in. It's actually 304-602-7444. And we have a couple of voicemails. Um, so let's listen to those. Hey there. 
so very unusual that uh, y'all mentioned about somebody busting in the uh, show of claiming to be a future Toby. I came across the same guy, all dressed up in silver with the arm pants and a pair of damn uh, patriotic pair of Speedos, mumbling something about not airing a show. Yeah, what's up with that? And right before he took off up on out of here, he did confirm that Man, that the U.S. did land on the moon back in 69. I, I, I thought that was uh, unusual there. But uh, y'all have a good afternoon there and uh, keep it real. All right. Enjoy yourself and uh, later on. Adios. That's our pal Zachariah. Thank you for calling, but you got to say your name. Otherwise, no one knows who you are except us. So thank you. Yes, uh, I don't know where that future Toby fellow went. He was good looking though. He was very, very good looking. Besides the uh, scar over his eye. I don't know what that was about. Anyways, um, we got another voicemail. This one is from Shaggy. So let's uh, let's listen to this one. What up, guys? This is Shaggy, and I absolutely love y'all. I don't have any classified information or a tinfoil hat, although I probably should have multiple tinfoil hats at this point. I just want to call and tell y'all that the Montauk episode, I freaking loved it. That's probably, of all the wild, crazy conspiracy stuff that's out there, that's got to be one of my favorites. It's the one that I really wish was real, and because I want it so badly, it means it most assuredly is not real. I can almost guarantee it. But I just wanted to recommend if you haven't, and y'all didn't mention this, so I'm guessing y'all haven't seen, I want to say it was 2014, it was a documentary called The Montauk Chronicles. I just watched it, like, last weekend, and it was amazing. It was such a well-produced documentary. I was stunned. I, I put it off too long. Very good documentary. All, all The whole gang's in there, man. You know, Al Bielik, Preston Nichols. Stuart Swordlow, uh, the, the gang's all here. So I would definitely highly recommend it. It's probably 100% nonsense, but, dude, it was so, so awesome. And I love that story. So, yeah, great episode, guys. Keep up good work. Can't wait for the next one. Later. Well, thank you, Shaggy, for the recommendation. I'm going to have to check that out. It may become a secret theater, twenty nine ninety nine. Who knows? We'll see. I may just watch it for funsies. I do that from time to time. But regardless, it's a crazy story. Montauk was very difficult to research, like I said in the previous episode. But that's going to wrap everything up. Uh, make sure you check out our sponsors, Studio and Cryptid Crate. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's completely it. I am starting a second show called Secret Levels. So go to iTunes and a couple other places that it's on. We should have a, a pilot episode. I've got a special guest that's going to be joining me on that. Uh, it's going to be video games, sort of like a review of sorts. We're going to play old video games, and I'll have a different guest hopefully every week. Uh, it'll be interesting. So go find Secret Levels on iTunes, like I said, other places. The first game I'm going to be reviewing is the classic Shag Fu on Super Nintendo. <laughs> So uh, be on the lookout for that. We hope you come back next week and listen to us try to explain the unexplainable.
see my massive penis? Massive as in compared to maybe a baby. An ant. A baby. Ant penis. A baby's arm. <laughs> you know, baby's arm's not that big. Uh, a big baby. Yeah. A really big baby. Yeah. I doubt it. Satan actually sounds funny when, when he laughs. He goes, ha, 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 Are you ready, Kristen? Christy. Yes. Don't call me Christy. You can play on Snapchat all you want, but if you want to get this done. Shut up. You're just talking forever. And so now... I'm sorry if I was uh, doing Instagram is what it was. Thank you. Oh. You Twitter hoe. You're just a hoe. You're oh. just a Twitter hoe. You're just a hoe. Little flap flap here and a flap flap there with your Twitter fucking bird. Billy Ray. Not my love. Billy Jean. Yeah, but there's Billy Ray in the story. Every time I see it, I want to say I want to sing. Oh, that's right. There is. Billy you know, I didn't Ray. realize that there was gonna be like a a shootout with the cops and all kinds of stuff with this story. Shoot out with the cops. Yeah, you didn't hear about the, the the one podcast I listened to talked about how, like, a bunch of officers responded to the attack and. Yeah, there was no shootout. That according to this, there was a shootout. Where? We'll talk about that in a little while. Okay. Okay. Because oh. I don't know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> I I wish I would have paid attention because I was like, uh. Maybe that's why you got it wrong because you didn't pay attention. That's true. <laughs> Are you ready, Betty? It's not my fucking name. Betty's not your name? Betty? Are you positive? Are you sucking on Satan? Twizzler dick. So it happens yeah. when he's sucking on Twizzler dick. <laughs> I can't like... get anything. <laughs> I'll give you everything, bitch. A, a straw to drink out of? <laughs> a straw to drink out of. <laughs> he's such a charmer with his talk. The way he talks to women. Generic. That's why he's in his own hell. He's, hey, he's a basic. You hear my pickup line? He's a basic bitch. I'm waiting. I don't have one. Exactly. Actually, you reminded me of something for my game show. Hold on. Is there a pickup line? There's a line from heaven to hell, and baby, you just crossed it. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. No. I'm ready. 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 Uh, when we talk about aliens, it always reminds me of Rick and Morty. Give me what you got. Show me what yeah, you got. Yeah, show me what you got. I'm ready. Show for me some, what you got. I'm ready for some human steak. I have a steak in the freezer, actually. Human steak? Mm, possibly. I don't know. Tom mm. Thumb could be. Have you ever read that the book Haunted? That may no. be why their steak's so good. You should read the book Haunted. If I've got it, you should read it. There's, it a, there's a lot of fucked up stories in there. No. Come on. I want to tell I, you this part, but I want you to read it now. I don't need that in my head. There's a part where they think a woman has died, and okay. they're starving to death. Oh. So they cut off her ass, uh-huh. and they cook it. And while they're cooking it, they're like their mouths are watering and stuff and then all of a sudden she walks into the kitchen and was like hey what are y'all eating 
And she looks down and she sees her tattoo that was on her ass on the, the skillet and freaks out. Damn. It's such a good fucked up book. I wish you'd read it. Because there's... <sighs> I don't know. I'm just curious, like how gamey we actually taste. Like, probably not. Versus, very. like, you know, what with what we eat. Like, is it just like livestock? Like, if you feed them, you know, like greens and vegetables, are they going to taste livestock good? Livestock eat greens. Or if you're a thoroughbred on McDonald's, like how you're going to taste? Like, I have a feeling we're going to be more like pork. You think so? Oh yeah. Well, I'd I say like chicken. some good country ribs, country style pork ribs. We're like. 99% genetically the same as, as a pig. pig. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. That's a really good point if we're talking about I eating mean, people. they grow human organs in pigs for transplants. I mean, it's good but not good at the same time cuz I really do like ribs. <laughs> I like so. I like bacon and sausage. Yeah. You stay off my bacon and sausage. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it goes, you know, like whenever we start watching like all the movies like, you know, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and all that stuff when they're eating the humans and shit. It's like, you know, uh-huh. maybe. All right, you ready? I think it's in the movies, instead of saying, oh, it tastes like chicken, it's like, oh, it tastes like bacon. <laughs> tastes, tastes like, like person. Pork. Yeah, tastes like pork. Tastes like person. Tastes like human. Human. Human food. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Somebody's Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies. Yeah. <laughs>